there. Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact, celebrating teen changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing, and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. On this special holiday episode, I'm delighted to introduce you to Emily Meyer, a college student from Long Island whose experience being hospitalized on Christmas when she was just four years old sparked the creation of the Emily Meyer Foundation and Emily's Awesome Toy Drive. Emily collects and distributes toys, spreading joy to children and families who are going through challenging times during the holidays. Over 14 years, Emily and her foundation have donated a staggering 20,000 toys to hospitals and organizations all over Long Island and New York City. As we move through the holiday season and prepare for Christmas next week, this episode is such a beautiful reminder that it takes very little time and effort to brighten the holidays for a child or a family in need. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Emily. She started something called the Emily Meyer Foundation, and she's going to tell us all about that. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hi, I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. A little note, everybody. Emily has a little cold. She's lost her voice, but she is there and she's going to tell us all about her work. So why don't you start from the very beginning? Tell us about yourself, how old you are, where you go to school, and then tell us about your foundation and the work that you do. Yes, of course. My name is Emily Meyer. I'm from Long Island, but I go to school at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. I'm 18 years old, and I'm the founder of the Emily Meyer Foundation. Amazing. So tell us about that. How did that get started? How old were you? And, and what's it all about? What does your work entail? Yes, of course. I, the foundation originally started as a toy drive that I started when I was five years old. What happened was when I was actually four years old, four years old, I became hospitalized on Christmas night due to a severe allergic reaction that I had. And I was admitted and had to stay overnight. And the next morning when I woke up, there was a bag of gifts at the end of my bed that I was so excited and shocked and just a bunch of great feelings that I had. And typically in the hospital, you don't feel too great. So obviously I was excited. I still remember some of those toys actually. There was SpongeBob pajamas and a Barbie. Now my mom did say, you know, thank you so much. We really appreciate the gifts, but Emily did have a really good Christmas already. Santa Claus came. So she wanted to offer it up because we felt like it could go to somebody who really needed it a little more. But the Child Life program at the hospital that I attended said, no, we insist that you keep it because every child in the hospital during the holiday season should feel the joy of the holidays while they are there. And that kind of stuck with myself and my family. Now, the next year I turned five years old and since this just happened the year before and I was little, it was the only thing I knew. 
So I thought the next year we had to bring toys to the hospital for the other sick kids because that's what they did for me. <clears throat> so I went to my grandfather, who I was really, really close with, and said, hey, Papa, we have to collect toys for the sick kids. And he said, okay, let's do it. So we gathered some toys from family and friends, about 20 or 25 that first year when I was five years old. And we brought it to the hospital and it was great. And then we did it the next year and the year after that and after that, and it kept going and it was growing to the point where I was collecting hundreds of toys to then thousands of toys. And, you know, we turn this whole little Emily's Awesome Toy Drive into a not-for-profit, an actual organization. So that was pretty amazing. And now being this holiday season is going to be the 14th year doing this, which is amazing. We've collected over 20,000 toys over the life of the drive, which is so awesome. That is really, really awesome. So tell me more. Do you partner with one particular hospital, the hospital where you happen to be hospitalized? Do you work with multiple hospitals? Because I would believe with, you know, that many toys that you're collecting now on a regular basis, they, you know, may or may not have that many children in the hospital, God willing, on Christmas. So how do you get the toys out to people who need them? And how do you do the collection drives? Yeah, so as far as which hospitals we donate to. It did just start with the hospital that I was in when I was sick, which was Good Samaritan Hospital on Long Island. And as we got more and more toys, we figured let's branch out. Let's get this to as many kids as possible. Now we still, of course, go to Good Sam every single year. We love them, but we've branched out to a ton of hospitals and children's organizations all over Long Island. If I had to just list a few, I would to talk about the John Thiessen Foundation, he's amazing. Cohen's Children's Hospital and right next door, which is the Ronald McDonald Center. Mount Sinai South Nassau, which is also on Long Island. NYU Langone, tons and tons of places. As far as the collections go, like I said, we started with just some close family and friends. And then it reached out to my community because I stayed in my the same town and schools throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school. My community played an huge, huge part with all of this, and I cannot thank them enough. Um, They've donated each and every year, and what was awesome is that it not only grew in my community, but in surrounding communities. So towns and areas around us were also really, really helpful. They would, schools and organizations would reach out to me because they would like to hold a box or even just put up some flyers. It could be schools, pizzerias, dance studios, like hair salons, everything, literally everything. And it's just amazing. So if, if a pizzeria puts a, a box out, right, because they've done it every year, so then they make the collection drive a certain number of days, right? And then you and your team go out and pick all of this stuff up? And do you kind of yeah. put it in your own garage? Like, where is this <laughs> logistically as a mother? <laughs> I'm imagining, you know, like the, the boxes and the schlepping the car and the trucks. And then where do you store the toys until you do the distribution and then you've got to get them to the hospital. So tell me more about how that's sort of grown for you. Oh, yeah, that I know you're talking from a mother's standpoint. My mom, we've had to make some organization systems, whatever you want to call it, for sure. So after we prep all the boxes and get the flyers out to anybody interested and, you know, recent people who would like to help, 
they either drop off to us to my house or we go to them and pick them up typically we like to offer and go to them because they're being so generous enough to collect for us and promote it then we bring it back to my house and it originally used to just pile up in my garage and it got too much my mother said no way this is getting a little crazy so then my stepfather and my grandfather actually made a section in our basement that we actually called toy drive central it's kind of funny and it used to be like a playroom for my sisters and i but now that we don't play anymore as much we put all of the toys there we have shelving units you know tons of toys i can't even tell you sometimes there's parts where we don't even see the floor <laughs> and i'm a very organized person i'm a type a everything is in sections and beautiful there's just so many toys sometimes but honestly it's amazing and then we actually get these bags from the dollar store you wouldn't even think they're great but trust me they are they are these big holiday designed bags right right where you can like put a person in it almost it's so big right yeah basically and uh, we package toys with those bags typically we like to keep them in a number so between myself my sisters and volunteers whoever helps me pack those toys i say all right let's do 20 in each bag Sometimes there'll be designated bags for girls, boys, and neutral toys, or there'll be a mix. Then we load them up in our cars. Now that I'm driving, we have another car in the house to deliver with, which is awesome. One year, we delivered, um, I believe it was 2,000 toys in one day because we had these people that offered up their trucks to us. They were kind of like U-Haul trucks, but not. They were a company that collects like um, they work with construction and garbage and, and they just have these really big trucks that were offered to us So that was really cool. But yeah, we've been we bring them to the hospitals in, the, in a ton of cars and uh, We unload them to the child life program Typically, I'm not able to go into the physical hospital and give them to the kids because of you know during the holiday time you've got flu season COVID really has put a halt to that which is okay. It's totally understandable as long as it's getting to these kids is really what matters. And uh, that's pretty much our process and how we do it and go about it. We used to just do this around the holiday time, but now it's grown so much. We do it all year round, but our main focus is around the holiday time. Yeah, no, understandably. And now you're in college, so I'm sure it's there are still volunteers and your family and whatever, but it, it's a huge undertaking. So you, you managed to give away all the toys, right? You just clean out your your uh, <laughs> Emily's awesome toy drive corner every year, or do you kind of carry stuff over into the next year? We do carry stuff over because, honestly, I don't know if it's possible to completely clear out that room. Somehow the shelves always have toys, which I'm so grateful for. But also that's good because after the holiday season slows down and we're coming into like March, April, these hospitals run out of toys and we have Easter coming up. You also have to think kids have birthdays all year round. So I like to take a visit in like March or April again, and then in like the summertime, even June, July, maybe a little bit right before um, school starts in August, September. Um, and then our main time that we do a lot of the drop offs to the hospital is during November, November December. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this episode is is running, you know, the Wednesday before uh, the Christmas holidays. And, uh, you know, 
everyone's always asking, you know, how can we get involved? How can we make it so our kids appreciate all of the things that are, you know, wonderful things that happen for them through the holidays? And I think one of the most powerful things, especially for younger kids, is to say, okay, look at all these wonderful toys. And in many instances, you get more, you know, two of the same toy. And there are lots of kids out there who don't have any. And there are children who are spending the holidays in, you know, in the hospital or in a shelter or whatever it might be. And maybe we can share some of all of the wonderful things that we have with other people and you only collect new toys correct that's that's this is a new yes. toy drive yes we that's only important. collect new unused unwrapped toys i always tell kids and teens hey like take a look in the back of your closet if there's an extra birthday gift or christmas gift that you never opened like somehow my sisters and i always find like a puzzle that we never used or a game that we really never started playing and those are perfect and then let's say you can't do that some people are amazing and they like to go out and just grab an extra toy on their target run or something which is so amazing Right. And also at that time of year, there are so many sales, right? Because they're encouraging people to buy. And sometimes it's a buy one, get one free or, you know, discounts or coupons or things like that. Um, I think it is so important as your kids are, you know, you're wheeling around the target and they're pointing at all the many things they want to put on their Santa's list that this, your drive, your effort gives them the opportunity to say, okay, those are all the things that you want, but what are a few things that you think an, an, a little boy or a little girl in the hospital might enjoy as well, right? And I just think that that's a very, very powerful thing. I also love that it's sort of hyper-local. I love that it's, you know, Emily's Awesome Toy Drive for hospitals and beneficiaries right there in your community. The, you know, Marine Corps, as you know, does the Toys for Tots, which is a wonderful organization. And they, they collect, you know, millions of toys every year and they give them out to lots and lots of kids who need them. But there is something sort of wonderful about being hyper-local and going to your local, you know, dance studio or to your pizza parlor and seeing a flyer for a young person like you who lives in the community and who is, who's been doing this work for all of these years. Well, Emily, I think this is really awesome. I think you're really setting us off on this Christmas week in just such a positive way. I hope everyone who's listening will remember that, you know, in the busy, busy, busy of the presents and the wrapping and the decorating and the baking, that there is always time to, to do something for someone else and to help us, particularly a child who's not feeling well. Um, to have a to have a special day. Can you tell us where we might follow along and, and learn more? Do you have a website, a social media handle, all that good stuff? Yes, of course. So for social media, we use Instagram and Facebook. They are Instagram is at the Emily Meyer Foundation. And then for Facebook, if you just type in the Emily Meyer Foundation, our group should pop up and you'll be able to be added into our group and see our posts. Um, as far as a website, we do. This is something kind of new to us, but it's an awesome experience. It's, uh, once again, the emilymeyerfoundation.org. Every year we do an Amazon wish list, which I know some people make them on our own, but for us, we have one for the foundation and we typically put it onto all of our socials so that people can just click the link, simply scroll through and find a toy that is what they like or within their price range. And it just goes right to my house and there we thank them so much and we are able to start packing those toys and send them out. 
That's amazing. I was going to ask if you had an Amazon wish list because that's just the best way to do it. You know, instead of so going to the convenient. store and then having to ship it to you, it's like boop, one one click and it's all done. Well, Emily, this is fantastic. I am wishing you the best of luck in college and with this wonderful program that you have kept up for 14 years. It's really, really <laughs> special. I love being able to share a story like this during Hanukkah, the week before Christmas, as we start to celebrate all of these wonderful things. Um, just it's an opportunity to remember um, in all of our joy that we can share generously with others. Thank you so much for for speaking with us today and wishing you the best of luck. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always, be kind.